Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Gets me pumped every time. <laughs> AJ Hawk smoking a cigar is a very underrated portion of that. I think that's just his role, right? Doesn't he? He just basically sits there when he's. Is that on what the he show does? Just, I think he just smokes cigars just, and he just takes the cigar offers, and... offers some reactions. <laughs> this it. is this is Purple Day. We got to get Judd to smoke a cigar throughout. Just just casually smoking a cigar, delivering his Kirk Cousins hate takes. Uh, this is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgat, executive producer. Declan Goff, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL TVs. And we got a four-question Friday on our hands that involves a little bit or maybe even a lot of reckless speculation. I will say the first item in four-question Friday, Declan did pose this question on Score North Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yep. And uh, people, like, people lash out at us when we speculate or when we – carry someone else's speculation to the audience. And I just want to know, like, if you are anti-reckless speculation, are you just no fun all the time? Are you just like, you never have fun? Why, why do people get so worked up about, oh, you know, Daniil Hunter is chirping about his contract, and we'll get to it here in a second, but like, no, maybe maybe here's a trade offer with the Cowboys. I wonder if uh, Vikings would entertain this. Oh, what a shame on you. Shame on you for speculating that they might trade. Oh, we're just having fun. Bill Barnwell's just having fun. That's what I don't get is if we make it up, then I get being mad yes. at us, maybe. <laughs> yes. And but, we when it's, that too. but when it's yeah. Bill Barnwell who works for ESPN and Declan just parrots it, which is, you know, fair game, right? Yeah. It's a fun yeah. little thing. And people are like, Declan, I hope you die yeah. tonight. You're and- like, no, no, that's not, no, I was just. And I, I hope, yeah. out and, I, and I will haunt you from your blogging graves when I am passed on to the next, uh, next eons. And also, like, people love to say, too, like, oh, you, uh, I see you're posting that graphic. We did that four days ago. It's like, oh, so you have copyright graphic laws on every other person <laughs> that, that, that says something? Like, I have to check with you it. on that? Like, it's just, it, it's happy Friday. It's, it's, a great, it's a great start. Now, now that we have overreacted to three trolls on the Internet, it's time for Four Question Friday here, All presented right. by our friends also at Whamatech. So if you're watching or listening on a broken-down device, a phone, tablet, laptop, Time to break down and get a new one. You don't have to break the bank, though. That's where Whamatech, a local company, comes in. They source pre-owned devices directly and pass the savings on to you. 
They'll even buy your old device for cash. It's a good deal. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Whamatech.com. W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. All right, boys. Question number one. You like that? You like that? Bill Barnwell did a trades-only mock draft on ESPN.com. And he has the Vikings involved in two different things here, okay? We'll start with the first one. We'll just start, I'm going to start start you off easy here, okay? Okay. The Vikings trading with the Steelers, so they would move down from 14 to 24. Mm-hmm. And also, so there'd be the first round pick swap. And for doing that, the Vikings would get the Steelers first round pick next year, and they would give the Steelers a fourth round pick next year. So they would swap first and fourth next year okay. for the Steelers to move up 10 spots this year. Would you do it? Oh, personally, I would not do it. Do I think the Vikings would? Yes. This is the exact type of trade I expect. Now, I think that their main goal is going to be uh, to get back into the second round this year. So that will be, I think, the priority. But that trade is far hmm. from absurd. And that that's a Rick type of trade, man. <laughs> you move back, especially, look, if they if they truly have decided Quiddy Pay would be a good pick, you, you, Phil, just hit on the sweet spot of where Quiddy Pay probably should go without us being like, oh, my God, what are you doing, right? So I personally would stay at 14, and, and if I could, I would take the best available offensive tackle. But that strikes me as the type of trade the Vikings would make. Sometimes I think Rick Spielman gets more obsessed with winning the trades in the draft than like getting the best impact player that can help your team win. That said, if it's getting a, you're moving back ten spots, you're still going to get a pass rusher if you want one, or or you know Barmore might still be there at twenty four, and you get a first round pick next year. I would do this. Here's the main one though. Bill Barnwell has the Cowboys at ten, trading. They would trade the 10th pick to Minnesota and a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. So Vikings get the, they move up to 10, they get a second-round pick, and they get a fourth-round pick, another one. And they would give Dallas the 14th pick, so there would be a pick swap in the first round. And Daniil Hunter. So Hunter coming off the neck surgery. He wants to get paid. I mean, the, the, for the Vikings to do this, I would think that they'd be moving up to get like it would be like Panay Sewell falls to ten. I don't know. I, it, it would be hard to even pinpoint who they would trade up for if it wasn't Panay Sewell. But would you guys consider Daniil Hunter in a trade to move up in the first round and get an extra second round pick for this year? Dex, go ahead. Yeah, if if one of those guys, if Sewell is there, I'm considering it. If Slater's there, I'm considering it. But in Barnwell's suggestion here, too, he, he is literally saying there's a scenario in which the first nine players are off the board in offense. So that's all the five quarterbacks, Sewell, Pitts, Chase, and then one of the two Alabama wide receivers, he says in his write-up. If Sewell is gone, and I guess maybe Slater's there, that's the only reason I'd move up to 10. Because I, I don't know from 10 to 14 if, if Slater's going to fall to 14. So if Slater's available, I can consider it. But unless like one of the, like Sewell is there, or, for, or heaven forbid, my guy Kyle Pitts is, I can't do that trade. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I don't, think I, I don't think I can do that trade based on, un, unless I know that I um, that Hunter's neck is not coming back a, as expected and the Cowboys don't know that or they can't find that out. I can't do that trade because here's my problem. If I do that trade, I have to get a guy that can rush 
Like, I've now traded my left end, who's really good when healthy. I don't have a right end. Um, Zim might kill me if I make this trade. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't see, from a standpoint of a team that has really spent the last, what, three months or so doing nothing but trying to improve their defense, I can't now trade Hunter and take an offensive tackle. Personally, I think they do need one. And then who are my rush ends? I've got zero. Yeah, so this this is a this is a nuke button trade. If you if you make this trade, you're pushing the nuke button on your 2021 season in terms of like if you want to win a Super Bowl, you need Daniel Hunter healthy and rushing the passer and wreaking havoc, like straight up. You're also hitting the nuke button on Mike Zimmer as the head coach, right? Cuz now you're actively sabotaging You'd also just be sabotaging all the things that you added in the offseason. Like, why would you add all these exactly. things in the offseason and then trade Daniel Hunter? Exactly. So it's 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 a, it's a pretty ridiculous notion. Although I have to commend Bill Barnwell for being super oh, yeah. creative and creating thirty two trades for a, for a mock draft here. Oh, bravo! Just the level of recklessness here is reckless speculation off the charts. All right, question number two here on a four question Friday. Tom Brady is pissed <laughs> about the NFL relaxing jersey numbers. So he's been all over his social media. He even Someone screenshotted one of his posts, and I'll explain here in a second, but he even retweeted it sometime this morning or yesterday. I'd like to speak to the manager, please. He's yes. just like old guy mad. Yes. So he's saying with the NFL relaxing jersey numbers, so like if you're a defensive end, you won't just have to wear a number in the 90s. You could wear a single-digit number. I, I haven't looked at the ranges, but. He's saying it's going to be nearly impossible offensively to figure out who to block because you're so used to, as a quarterback, you get up there and you're like, okay, there's the guys wearing the 90s, there's the guys wearing the 20s and the 30s, there's the guys wearing the 50s. Now it's like you could have a linebacker wearing number six and an edge rusher wearing number five, and you won't be able to tell right away based on numbers what position a guy plays, right? It's going to take some, you'll have to like memorize all of their numbers instead of just a range of numbers, which. Might sound like a really menial thing, but I buy into it. I mean, if, if you're that masterful at the line of scrimmage and you're reliant on a range of numbers to know what position a guy plays and you're trying to make snap judgments quickly, I can see why Brady is pissed about this, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Um, so I get why he's pissed. I give you my assurance. The, the people that changed this rule gave that zero thought. Like, they didn't consult with quarterbacks. They don't care. Um I just think it's great that – because here, here's the thing. Brady's so damn good that, like, you can't take a thing he says, in my opinion, and dismiss it as like, oh, that's just old man talking, right? Like, he's probably got a, a very good point. The people that changed the rule clearly did not give this an iota of thought. Uh, but he's probably justified. He probably is. And and if and if he's pissed, imagine, like, how a quarterback who had just gotten used to who's wearing what or something like that coming out of college – feel so yeah i i gotta say one is it is hilarious he's so mad but it's probably justified now to your point a lot you know one of the big reasons why teams don't retire more numbers is because you're gonna run out of numbers right if you're you're, you're you can't retire like six wide receiver numbers because your current wide receivers won't have enough numbers to wear so uh this might open the door to a randy moss jersey retirement finally get that number 84 up in the rafters at u.s bank stadium uh, boys, question number three presented by our friends at PXG looking to increase 
the, uh, well, I was going to say increase, decrease the strokes on your golf card. That's where PXG's Gen 4 golf clubs come in. Drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons, best performing clubs that PXG has ever made. And you can find them at PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center, along with great apparel. In fact, I just got a, I got a box yesterday from our hey. friends at PXG with some apparel. I was going to open it on the show, but it's literally like reinforced with eight layers of tape, and so I have to find a scissors. Whoa, you got like shirts and stuff? You I think? don't know. There's look, there's some there's PXG yeah. swag. Yeah, is your showing up yet? Not yet. Well, you know, I do okay. have a FedEx. I got a random FedEx notification three days ago, and I don't know what it's for. So maybe mm. it is. Who knows? Maybe it's not ticking, right? Or not it's yet. Anthrax. Yeah. yeah. Or or yeah. yeah it's just like tick else. tick tick. That might be a problem. <laughs> yeah. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. Find out more at pxg.com slash. Minneapolis. Okay, question number three. You like that? You like that? So speaking of NFL rule changes, all right, among the other rule changes, I'll give you guys a few of them here. I want to know if you strongly agree or disagree with any of these. So I'll just read through these real quick and you guys chime in. So video replay official now given more leeway to chime in. So for a long time, you know, we've had these replay officials up in the booth and they can chime in if they're summoned, right? Right. Right. And now and now replay officials can, for instance, advise referees in the moment if they see specific objective aspects of a play that are clear and obvious. So like if a ball bounces off the ground and uh, and it's being ruled a completed catch, like you don't have to have that be challenged. An official can just jump in and make a call. Yep. So instead of having to waste time with a challenge flag being thrown, they'll just be able to say, oh, I saw the replay. Let's reverse that call. Uh, tweaking the onside kick rule. To remove two players from the setup zone. So instead of having 11 players crowded in, the team receiving is going to take two players out. This was a middle ground between keeping the current setup and adding the fourth and 15 Wait, one player, go, which would be super fun. Just go to that. It mm-hmm. makes too much sense. The fourth and 15 thing, the onside kick, look, they they are doing everything they possibly can to take the kickoff and the onside kick and destroy it. And I, I almost get that, okay? Concussion concerns. The fourth and 15. It's perfect. It's the middle ground. It's where they should end up. I mean, do you know how much fun that could be? And know. plus, guess what? Guess what? The teams with good quarterbacks and pass protection and receivers benefit from it. I mean, there's no – I don't see an unintended unintended consequence or downside to the 4th and 15. And it feels like the onside – like, they're trying to keep kickoff elements around, Phil. Yeah. And it's just old, and it's not working – the 4th and 15, go to it. The sooner you go to it, the better. Yep. So several teams have proposed this alternative where you'd run a, a single play from your own 25-yard line instead of an onside kick, and it's 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 a 4th and 15, straight up. Um, owners have rejected that proposal multiple times, including one this spring by the Philadelphia Eagles. Instead, they adopted this suggestion. What like? Why are they rejecting this? I don't know. Because they're because they're old and stuck in their ways. I, I mean, seriously. Or do they but, want something collectively? Is it like, oh, if we're going to give you some? No, it's not. You're, get, you're just no, making not, the no. game better. You're making it more entertaining. It's like when the NBA the NBA smartened up at some point and said, you know, long ago, if you call a timeout, you can advance the ball past half court. Right. Well, that's not fair. I don't care if it's fair. It's fun. Yeah. Right. It makes the games more fun. How, right. Exactly. How do you end baseball games that go into extras? Oh, I don't know. Maybe put a guy on second, and old people <laughs> can bi- do that. And old people are still bitching. But guess what? I don't care. It's fun, and it gets the game done. I don't want to. I never want to sit through a seventeen inning game again in my life. Okay. Yeah. yeah get with the times, football. Uh, and then. Oh, go ahead. oh, 
Oh, I was go- going to say on the first thing with the replay official now getting more power on the surface, it sounds good, but I am a big fan now of, of unintended consequences in officiating that come up. I guarantee you there are things they didn't think of that are going to become a problem here. There well, always that, are. That brings us to the third one on my list, which is addressing offensive holding, which is what oh. we all really wanted here. Uh, offensive holding calls plummeted by more than 40% last year to their lowest per game total since 1972, which I love. Let these guys play a little bit. I'm fine with it. What will happen is Senior Vice President of Training and Development, Walt Anderson, will create a long video to teach officials, coaches, and players what should and shouldn't be called this season. So it sounds like they're going to put an emphasis on offensive holding, which sounds great for Dakota Dozier, by the way. That's going to help him quite a bit. What? Okay, I have several questions. I'll start with this one. I thought the de-emphasis on holding was on purpose. Like, I thought the league said, we've watched a bunch of our own games, and they're really boring. How can we make it unboring? There's holding on every play. Don't call it, right? So are we now? So we're now saying, hold on a second. You didn't have enough holding flags? I mean, two years ago, and Royce brought this up at the time, and he's exactly right. The problem is, every big play, you would look back at the line of scrimmage and be like, where's the flag, right? Yeah. So we want to go back to that? No. Let them play, man. But what you just read indicates to me that they do. Mm -hmm. Like, so we're going to have Walt Anderson. Do you know how much that man loved to throw flags? Like, Walt Anderson? It should be... If it's not, I mean, this is subjective, but, like, if it's obviously impeding a defender's ability to wreck a play, let's call it, okay? Yeah. If these guys are hand-fighting a little bit and someone catches a jersey, like, I don't need every... It's like the people that want more traveling called in the NBA. Why don't they call traveling? Are you serious? Right. (laughs) That's what you want? Well, that NBA game would have been more enjoyable with six more traveling calls. That would have really been fun. And you want... So you're telling me flat out that you want Russell Wilson... Rogers, go down the list of top of top quarterbacks. Palmerville, you're you're telling me you want you want their greatest plays to be undone by holding calls because that's what we're going to be back to. Here's a huge play, and there's a flag. I'm here for the Walt Anderson show, baby. What great form on that flag throw! What a clutch penalty call with two minutes left in that game. Honest, that that I saw that that drove me crazy. Walt Anderson. All right, question number four for you guys. We'll start with Dex here. Who is your ride or die favorite mock drafter? Ooh. You only get one you get you get one you get one mock drafter to follow and only one for the rest of your life. Who are you choosing? Um I think he counts. I know he's more of like a draft analyst. He's not I don't know if he's a huge mock drafter, but I lo- I do love me some Daniel Jeremiah. I, th- I think no, I think he's he, a mocker. He's a mocker, right? He he's a mocker. Now he's been on the show oh, before too. There's a little bit of bias there, but I think he does a phenomenal job. Um, he knows inside and out. Like, don't be wrong. The Todd Father and Kuiper are great. Walter Football's Todd, Todd, awesome. Todd, Todd. They're aggregated, but like Daniel Jeremiah is plugged in. I, lo- I seriously, we've talked about it before. Draft season never sleeps. It's a three hundred and sixty-five day a year thing. It's hilarious to me. And I and kudos to them who make a living out of doing this. But I, I will say Daniel Jeremiah. He's definitely my ride or die. Judd, um, it's cliched, but I have to. Mel Kiper Jr. I mean, the man, the man Godfather. once got, yeah, the man's been doing this since the eighties. He he was, you know, mailing out packets of mock drafts in, you know, sticking a stamp on them at one time. And 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 and, and, and Todd, 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 he has he has had his replacement 
sitting next to him for 15 years at ESPN, and he staved him off for 15 and years. And Todd's getting old now, but yeah. I mean, like, this year he's like, I'll do okay, I'll do trade. He's the guy that they, that, that his his bosses, I guarantee you, every year say, okay, Mel, Mel is going to see what we're doing now, and he's going to be out, right? He's going to retire. He's going to step down. It'll be Todd, 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 Todd it's your Todd, show. Todd, Todd, it's your Todd, show Todd, now Todd, Todd, Todd. because, you know what, once we tell Mel that he has to do trades, He'll be out. And Mel's like, oh, no. No, I'll stick around. I'll do the trades. I mean, Mel's not going to quit. Mel's going to die before he quits, and I love that <laughs> about Mel. i got to be honest. So my favorite mocker of all time is not really eligible to mock the last couple of years because he's running a franchise. He's so great at mocking, he's running a franchise. Mike Mayock. I always loved me the Mike Mayock <laughs> mock. And the way that God. he like the way that he would sit there for seven hours on draft day and just break everyone down, and he was very wrong on a lot of high profile guys. But I, I love his his unique football cadence, just everything about Mike Mayock. I hope he gets fired soon so that we can get him back on NFL Network and NFL.com with the Mike Mayock mock. So the second time in two, in two thousand ten when Favre came back in. Mankato, he didn't come to Mankato, but the news broke, Phil. I think you you and Tom were covering it that day at the time as well. Mayock, as I recall, Mayock was in town doing Vikings stand-ups and stuff for the network. And so the Favre thing breaks, and they're like, you know, Mike, you got to get on this, blah, blah, blah. So they had me on as a guest to talk about what I had heard. And honest to God, I think Mayock wanted to kill me because the speculation, you talk about a guy that didn't like reckless speculation <laughs> and so i was talking about you know what far might or might and and ordinarily a reporter would be like oh this is great i'm getting some insight right we like get done and he like shake his head and he like this is such oh man. and he was just hated hated the whole thing it was only, deal, only deals in reality is yes. not in hypotheticals well, and, his, yeah. and, and in his and in mike's mind mike's mock drafts were reality to him like, they might have been way off, but he was like, this is me. I'm football guy. And I think standing by writer guy who who he knew couldn't block a spider really bothered him. Football. Oh, man. All right. That is four question Friday here on Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd, executive producer, Declan Goff. Four questions. Four, four questions. questions. And we played through the last Repeat. question. Four questions. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. All right, that's a wrap on this episode. Thanks. Oh, by the way, next week, it's draft week, and we are all in. I'm getting my second Pfizer shot on Wednesday next week. and <laughs> I'm, probably I'm ready to go. I'm everybody to I see thing. just feels like garbage the next day, so it'll be my Michael Jordan flu game next Thursday. I, I got but, the whole uh, thing. For it. I'll carry the whole thing. I'll host <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys later.